I'm Preeti Chibber. And I'm Jen Northington. And this is Tar Valen or Bust, a Wheel of Time podcast. The Meyer never held a bog like this one. He could feel the dice tumbling in his head suddenly, and that was always a bad sign. <laughs> <laughs> it felt appropriate. It's <laughs> a lot of a lot of uh tumbling dice situations <laughs> is how I'm gonna say that okay so we are rereading the wheel of time books in honor of the tv show adaptations release we're talking about our favorite and not so favorite moments and digging into all things wheel of time uh today we're talking about a crown of swords chapters 13 through 19 this pr- episode will probably be three hours long we might need an <laughs> intermission like this is gonna be I mean I literally have like supplies in my recording closet because I had Jen prepped really well I did not so much to talk about I like took a sip of my water was like oh no my water bottle is almost empty no we're gonna have to have an intermission I think or something it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting all right it's the magic of recording you won't even know that we had to take a break Uh, before we get into all of that, though, we would like to give a quick shout out to the Discord because there was a very entertaining conversation around the ideal death rate versus birth rate um, <laughs> and the wise one's obsession with people's hips that I just super appreciated because I mean, we always wonder about the numbers, right? right like so many like 40,000 this and 18,000 that and everybody's dying like what? <laughs> Just a never-ending supply. Yeah, <laughs> so seriously, <weird. laughs> bananas. So yeah, that was a fun. That was a fun moment in the Discord. Yeah, it's um, pretty good. <laughs> all right, so let's let's do this thing. Chapter thirteen is yes. an Avienda POV, which was yeah. like kind of came out of nowhere. It did come out of nowhere. This is also what I read chapter thirteen last time because I thought right. we were going to be talking That's about right. chapter thirteen. So. <laughs> When I read, sat down to read yesterday, I was like, oh, I already did this. Awesome. Because <laughs> it is, it's like we go from, it was Egwene, right? Yeah, it was Egwene. Right? We have, we go from Egwene to Avienda for one chapter. Just one. Just one. And it's so interesting that Robert Jordan decided to do this chapter from her perspective. Well, I confess I did not love a lot of it well no no no. I don't mean interesting oh, in a, okay. I don't mean like interesting like oh fascinating I mean like that was a choice Ooh. that he made mm-hmm. <laughs> is it just because he wanted her to be obsessed with water for like five pages like I, I actually think it's because he wanted to do the like Avienda look at all the weird things she thinks about other people but uh, other people are gonna think that about her and show mm. like the weird prejudices that everybody has <laughs> xenophobia all around as we all talked around, about last time yeah but and because he couldn't do it with Egwene and Nynaeve because they've already been on Elaine Elaine oh, sorry sorry Elaine and Nynaeve because they've already been on a seamstress like they've already been yes. on a seafolk ship before Right. So it wouldn't have the same thing. And it's been a good point. A while since we've been on a Mm, Seafolk ship. And so mm. it was just giving us another uh what's the word? Like a reintroduction to the eyes of someone who's never met them before. Right. So it's like info dumping without info dumping, because this is all new for this character. Right. That's you're smart. Look at you. (laughs) How smart you are. This is a lot of guesswork. I'm no, I think that's I think that's a very like that feels like it holds a lot of water as far as I'm concerned. Hey, oh my god, I didn't even do that on purpose. 
uh, all right. So Aviana <laughs> is sitting on the floor in, of a or boat. she would have, she would have liked to have sat on the floor. Right. Right. Um, so she, they're on this like small boat. Yeah. I don't right? know what this boat looks like. Who cares? They're on a boat. They're going <laughs> to, <laughs> Who cares? they're inside of a boat. They're not they're on inside, they're of, a inside boat. of a boat. They're, uh, they're going to, they're going out to uh, a ship. We don't know what or why at the beginning of this, mm-hmm. um, but Avienda is freaking out about water. They're going to talk to the sea. Yeah. Folk. Hey, Jen, did you know that the aisle are weird around a lot of water? <laughs> I had no idea. Thank you for reminding me. <laughs> so, and it was Avienda's idea to go talk to the sea folk. Um, and we get a lot of her like rambling in her head about stuff. And well, it's, we haven't been in her head in a while. I feel Honestly, like I forgot that she was with them. I was like, wait, when did Avienda get to? Well, because she got she she left Rand, and all of a sudden, just like didn't have a trajectory yeah. anymore. Yes. Because it was like she was studying to be a wise one and she had all this responsibility. Yeah. And the minute, I mean, this is a this is an issue, obviously. Not dissimilar to what was what we talked about with Min, which Min doesn't yes. have her own right. That's right. thing. Mm-hmm. Like Elaine clearly has this whole thing that she's yeah, doing. Therefore, Avienda, it's almost like she does have it, but like it's like it became so it's not plot. No, like it's not Mm-mm. necessary to the plot anymore in the Mm-mm. way that Elaine's is and so it yeah. just really got backburnered yeah I really did forget that she was with them um so yes when she's thinking about Elaine and how Elaine mm-hmm. is she's thinking about Brigitte and how Brigitte is she's thinking about Nynaeve and how Nynaeve is like she and then she's thinking about water some more and yeah it's it is a <laughs> lot of just Remember, this is how Avienda feels about people. Like that's sort of what this is, right? And and giving us her perspective on maybe slightly newer events that we hadn't seen before from her POV. Um, So really, it doesn't get interesting until finally Elaine is like, so when Elaine told us, you know, to be worried about Nicola and Arena, like, do you think that she's in danger? Like, what should she do? And Avienda was like, obviously she should kill them. I know. (laughs) She, she and Suin and, would get along yeah. so well. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I mean, she's not wrong. No. If you want to like nip it in the bud. Yeah. <laughs> and and Brigitte is also like, yeah, that probably would be a good idea. Um, and you know, so we just start getting a. But then Brigitte is like, honestly, we need to worry more about Mogedian. Yeah. Yeah. And then we get this whole <laughs> weird. You know, uh, yeah. freaking out and Elaine like you know trying to make her feel better but not really and and the okay the thing so they talk about Matt this yeah. is where I think this it was, was like, the best line right honestly. This, this was like the interesting where there's just like um why not talk to Matt he's Taverin yeah. he's lucky I mean they don't know that but like we yeah. know that yeah um he might help find the bowl. And this is sort of like, I wish he'd given them a better reason to not talk to Matt because it just, it's silly. <laughs> yeah, it's it just silly. silly. It's just silly. And, but that's finally we, and then Elaine's like, oh my God, I should have thought of that. It's so obvious. And we're all like, yep. Mm-hmm. Um, Correct. <laughs> <laughs> yep. 
you are right. Right. <laughs> like so, at least she's like, like, I'm ready to admit we need luck, and Taverin is more than luck. Yes. Correct. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So, and then oh. of course, Nynaeve has to like be ridiculous about it, and Elaine has to talk her into it. Blah blah blah. It is kind of funny when she's like, "Who's gonna ask him? Whoever does, he's gonna make her back." That was kind of funny. <laughs> I I agree. I was I got really annoyed about Robert Jordan using Avienda to cut Nynaeve down some more. Like this yes. whole situation about like Avienda observing how Nynaeve like says she doesn't care about clothes, but then like how she'll like only wear the finest blah blah blah. And I'm like, yeah. that's just not that's ridiculous. No, um, it's silly. But anyway, yes, I did laugh about the but who's gonna ask him? Um, and they're like, Brigitte, we'll make Brigitte do it. It's not a bad call. No, it's a great call. It's like great if you're, call. if of any of them, I feel like Brigitte is the one who could get through it without yes. Matt being like extra. <laughs> no, he's going to be extra no matter what, but I think True. He, like, the least amount, the of least extra. amount of extra. Exactly. Fair. <laughs> so yeah. So we they have to have a whole conversation about how ridiculous Matt is. Um, and then finally they arrive at the sea folk ship yep and avienda freaks out about more water which like okay fine and then there's just some like more water and more weird like she's like oh this is what the sea folk are like and there's mm. some like you know Xenophobia. racism yeah. <laughs> racism yes both in fact yep. <laughs> a whole bunch of stuff happens a lot a lot so they get on board. I don't need to, I don't think we need to look too closely at that process. Um, they are allowed on board though, because Elaine and Nynaeve know what to ask for. Like, because mm-hmm. they have been on the ship. So they, we need to talk to the wave mistress and the wooden finder. Um, and so, uh, so they get on board and the wave mistress is like, your eyes to die. Like, we don't want you here. Like, I, but I guess, okay, fine. Come discuss whatever you're here to discuss. And they get taken into the ship where they meet some very important people. I, I, everyone is very important. I Everyone's like it was so important. I lost track of everybody immediately. Same. And I was also thrown by the like really bananas things that Avienda was thinking. Yes! Like, where she's like, the yes! never left their ships. Never. So she had read. And supposedly they ate their dead. Yeah. <laughs> what? Right. Yeah. And then, but the, what the real kicker is the next sentence. She had not quite been able to credit that, but if the men wore necklaces, who could say what else they did? Like, like what? what? That's nonsense. Like, no, just no. Nope. It's so, like, like, I was not going to think like that. Like that's nobody, no. like, like you, nobody's equating a certain gender wearing necklaces with eating your Eating dead. the like, dead. That's it's so wild. Such, like, like one, how, two punch. Yeah. It's absurd. Absurd. One of these things is not like the other. <laughs> <laughs> so weird. Oh, bananas. Um, so we meet, uh, right. So they get taken into this room where everybody is very important. There's an older man. And mm-hmm. then there's a younger woman. And then there's an older woman. I did. I did love. So like this, the wave mistress is Maland and Thor. Thoral is my cousin's name. So I'm going to say Thor. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, Maland and Thoral. Breaking wave is the wave mistress. Mm-hmm. But there's this line. She uh she seemed at a loss, like looking between Elaine and, and Nynaeve. And then it's until her eye fell on the great serpent rings Elaine and Nynaeve wore, and then she exhaled in resignation. 
feels like an appropriate response to Aes Sedai at this point. I know, right? Like, <laughs> sympathies, Melon. <laughs> um, so yeah, now it's just there's I like this is where I like I understand why you have given this to Avienda this chapter, mm. but it just means there's so much like oh my god the furniture and the room and the like oh who cares yeah so so the older woman is nesta Mm -hmm. dinreas two moons who is mistress of the ships to the athan mayor my me i don't know how to say that anyway that's like she's queen she's basically as elaine tells us she's basically a queen like she's functionally a queen and she's like, you are too young to be Aes Sedai. Like, what is your deal? And how do you know about us? And of course, Nynaeve is like, don't you talk to me like that. I know. My note is so shut stupid. up. <laughs> yeah, so, <laughs> like... so ridiculous. And then Elaine is like, forgive us. No disrespect was intended. Let me do the proper protocol for this situation. Mm-hmm. And so Elaine's like, we have to talk to you about the Coramore, who is also the Dragon Reborn. And I need to talk to your Windfinder because I know that they can channel. Mm-hmm. And uh, and the Windfinder, who is Dor- Dorale? Doral? Doriel? There's so many names. I don't know how to say it. Doriel. Doriel. I think we'll I thought Doriel. Okay. Aaron. Uh, so yes. So they are all introduced to each other, and Nesta is like, oh, "I'm not going to talk to you about the Coromore. There's no reason to." And then, like, who told you about Windfinders? And they're, they're like, the- "I don't remember." <laughs> it's not like so dissimilar to the Isle in terms of yeah. the like you know the way the they interact yeah the yeah exactly and and how they feel about their relationship yes. to the dragon mm-hmm. reborn mm-hmm. it's no it's I, very similar actually it's right it's very similar i yeah. i wish it had been like a little more dissimilar actually oh really yeah yeah because at least like if you look at how the isle deal with rand and how the Aes Sedai or like anyone from the other side whatever whatever it's called um deal with rand it's very very different like they have very different reactions to mm-hmm. him they they have very different perspectives on him so i don't love that now we have like two how am i saying this like uh outsider like, cultures outsider cultures a- yes exactly yes mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. thank you <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah no i see because it's sort of almost like makes them indistinct and just like outsidery yeah. like anyone who to... is is outsidery doesn't have the yeah. like their own unique relationship exactly yeah that's a very fair criticism that's a good point uh right right so nesta is not letting go of like finding out who told them about mm-hmm. windfinders until the older man whose position or name we don't know at this point um is like it's already done like you know like who knows go, like things are changing if if they are Aes Sedai like let's let's talk to them um and so oh his name is Barak Barak so yeah, yeah so then so then she's like okay fine talk you know Elaine talk tell us what's going on 
And so, uh, so they're telling her that they're looking for this weather terror Angreal, which they like basically immediately know what she's talking about. It's apparently yeah, called the Bowl I mean, of Winds. Did we know that? I can't remember if we knew this or not that it's going to require multiple women to work. Yeah. So did we? They, we it, it's come up more than once. So. One of the things that happened like 50, 11 chapters ago is that <laughs> I remember Elaine explaining to one of somebody about how there was something to do with like, it's going to need a man to work oh, with it yeah. as well as yeah, a bunch yeah, of yeah, 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 women. Yeah, yeah. And so, yes. and like, she was like, kind of like fibbing, but not really. She was like, you know, telling them in a way that Anyway, so that's right. that's so we have had that piece of information. Okay, okay, okay. Yes. Um, but yeah, so Elaine is like, listen, there's this thing, it's gonna fix the weather. Obviously, you care about that too, but we need we need women who like know about weather to channel mm-hmm. into it, and you can do that. And that's when they're like, Oh my god, you're talking about the bowl of winds, like you have it. Um, and and so of course the sea folk are like very hype about this. Yeah. Um, and everybody's like kind of freaking out about finding the bull of winds and it being a sign about the Coromor. Mm-hmm. And so Nesta decides to summon, you know, these other wave mistresses and windfinders um, immediately, and they're going to sit down to bargain. And that's pretty much the rest of what actually happens. There's like four more pages of of like Avienda yeah. basically being where they're like, hey, you're also weird. This uh-huh. is what these are weird things we've heard about the aisle to yes. show that everyone right. has bad ideas about everyone else, which is a staple in the stuff, but it, it was still yeah. silly and mm-hmm. who cares? Right, um, exactly. So moving on <laughs> to chapter 14. Yeah, it it's silly. Okay, finally. All right, chapter 14. <laughs> oh, Look at our chapter. guy. <laughs> After so much time not getting our Matt POV, we're finally back with Matt. And I said this to Jen in a text, but <laughs> this is Robert Jordan where I'm like, I know you love Matt because Matt gets so much big plot. <laughs> like true. big plot for the big boy. <laughs> like he doesn't get chapters happening. of him thinking about other people's clothing. Like he, nope. no, like he just gets plot. It's just like, go, 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 go. Yeah. Like, so much happens <laughs> the most so much the most. the most happens uh so we start chapter 14 and matt is at the races which is <laughs> fantastic <laughs> like just outstanding work um he's wearing his hat which he's taken off because it's hot he's got his like black silk scarf around his neck I, I was just gonna say i kind of have to take that we get paragraphs of him thinking about people's clothes but we don't get whole chapters of we it. don't so get whole chapters the... <laughs> um because it wouldn't be the book if we didn't be, get yeah, exactly descriptions of so many different people all so in one place and what they're people. wearing and mm-hmm. their relative they're class different. and oh, yeah so of... much how everything works um <sighs> we get a little bit about the like memory stuff again because that just pops up in Matt's chapters Mm. of course you know um Mm. he's thinking about placing a bet on one of the horses and so the bookie comes over this like lady and there's like a whole system in Ibudar of course Mm -hmm. of how this works 
Right. Um, <laughs> and they're betting on, uh, we should point out, they're betting on his horse uh, who Oliver is riding. Mm-hmm. So it's not, not just any, so no, it's not, not it's wind. It's his wind. racing horse. His racing horse. Um, and me- this is a big thing of like, Matt's like, this is not about the luck. This is because right. I know horses. Yeah. This is not associated <laughs> with the luck thing. This is because I'm good at horses. It's so much of that. It is, it is. He's like, bet it all. Yeah. Bet it all. Right. Bet it all. <laughs> and he like has all these theories about like, well, this one's tail has been and this yeah. other thing. And you're like, okay, that's fine. We get it. You so like horses. It. You're good at horses. Thanks, you're a Matt. real horse boy, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> so they bet like a shit ton of money where like the- Like literally everything. Like, uh, maybe we can't take this bet. Um, but there's a line in here that I was like, oh, is this related to Egwene's vision? There's he's with Nalesian and they're like going back and forth about the bed and like, you know, he is Nalesian is flirting with this woman and he's talking about how she likes trinkets and he says she likes fireworks too. I hear some illuminators are setting up for tonight. You'll be interested in that. Like and there's another reference to Matt actively seeking out illuminators. Yeah, just a previous chapter. We saw Matt, like Egwene had a vision about Matt grabbing fireworks and then everything changes. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I know. why is Matt looking for illuminators? Do we know why? He, I can't remember if they told us why, but I don't think it's the first mention of no, it. No, but this is, um, it now has extra weight because it has vision. extra weight and illuminators are mentioned multiple times a in lot. this section, a like lot. a lot. Like yeah. Robert Jordan was like, I'm going to drive this point home real hard. <laughs> Do you see um, my foreshadowing here at a? It's uh, there. You go, guys. <laughs> it's um, not subtext, but yeah, like we know he's looking for the illuminators, right? Right. And I think that's it. Yeah. Okay. So, and then he's like thinking about Olver, and he's thinking about Nalesian, and he's thinking about lots of stuff. And Julian comes to meet them. Mm-hmm. And he's supposed to be tracking Elaine and Nynaeve. (laughs) And they've disappeared again. I just love Matt. Well, no, let me tell you what happened. Nobody knows what there are. (laughs) (laughs) But this time he actually knows where they are. They went to a boat. They went to, so they went to see the sea folk. And uh, and he's annoyed about that too. Because of course he I love this whole set. Like, I actually, for not, it's not perfect, obviously, because it's still Robert Jordan and the, the dynamics between men and women yeah. and that it's all messed up. But I like, I didn't, it's not that I liked it. I didn't hate the way uh. Matt thought about his responsibilities with regards mm, to mm-hmm. Elaine and Nynaeve. Yeah. Because this is what's good about Matt, right? His reluctant heroship. It's mm-hmm. the fact that like, he the issue is not really about Elaine or Nynaeve it's that he made a promise to Rand it's about his promise yes so it's I can laugh at it because I don't feel like it's so demeaning no no it's the least messed up of all of the like gender dynamic protector relationships in the books because he says something later too that when we'll get to that I that reinforces that idea I think um no I agree but it's so funny in the context of them talking about how they should have told Matt and 
being like, not that they had told him why they needed to be here. Oh no. Not that they had spoken 20 words to him since arriving in the bloody city. And I'm like, yeah, I would be mad too. Yeah, no, totally. Like I would also be annoyed. Yes. There, he's also going to be very annoyed when they're like, now you're going to help us find this bowl. So mm-hmm. <laughs> he's going to be really annoyed about that too. Can't wait. <laughs> uh, let's see. So he's scanning the crowd and there's this woman who sort of is catching his eye. She's wearing like fancy clothes. I know. I oh, know. Can I tell you? Can I tell you? Because at first I was like, who is this? But then he starts thinking about like the the words. And I was like, oh my God. Yeah, same, same. I had this, I realized it when he does this moment about um, why did she make him think of straw? And I was yeah. like, such oh, dark friend right? from book one. Same. Book one. Same. Oh, so, yeah. it's so nice to have because I feel like it's been a, we feel like, at least I feel extremely disconnected yes. from the earlier part of the series mm. like every it's not that everyone feels like different people but they have progressed so far yeah. beyond who they were right yeah. that it's nice to remember that the things that happened then still right. matter <laughs> yeah. like will still affect plot in this very yeah. specific way mm-hmm. um yeah i i also was like oh my god <laughs> yeah yeah Yep. So he catches that he eventually works it out. He's like, why am I thinking of a knife? Like, why am I thinking of fire? Like, why am I thinking of this? Why am I thinking of that? And then he realizes, yeah, he's like, he, you know. Well, well, he doesn't. Well, he, he does. Doesn't he puts quite, it. He, yeah. He doesn't quite get there because at first he's still thinking about um, not being able to remember mm-hmm. so many pieces right mm-hmm. but the way they that he phrases it the way that it's phrased here is other men's memories of battles and courts and lands vanished centuries ago filled holes in his own memory because mm. i don't think i've ever thought about how matt has that missing time from mm-hmm. when he was like super sick and dagger matt basically yeah, yeah that he doesn't really remember any of that and now he has all these other memories that can take that space which feels it's it's finally like contextualized extremely differently from in how like maybe Rand thinks about yes, things, yeah. right? It's right. like especially when we get to Rand's part and we're thinking about <laughs> how those thoughts work mm-hmm. in his head. Like I just mm-hmm. thought it was really interesting of the way Robert Jordan picked this section to really illustrate and like make it extra clear how different these th- these things are. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So yes, so we know it's the dark friend from the stable. He doesn't know that yet. He's thinking about Nynaeve and Elaine. He's being well, annoyed. Well, I will say, this is the line though, right? For Nynaeve and Elaine, where he's like, Brigitte and Avienda could do without his shepherding. And normally he would have said the same of Elaine and Nynaeve, however wrongheaded, conceited, and downright pushy they could be. Like, this is what I mean with Matt. Like, he's irritated, but he mm-hmm. also acknowledges as like, these people are skilled and they, they're not looking for him to like necessarily save them or like whatever it is. He'll be that. Right. But I did sort of like appreciate that one it's so weak and it's only in the context of everyone else saying such horrible things yes yes that it felt like oh this feels actually kind of yeah it feels okay yeah no totally (laughs) i agree uh right oh and then he is also thinking though about how Brigitte tickles his memory too i don't want to leave that out um yep right waiting for that to happen so then i still don't remember what the thing is there though honestly what? i keep forgetting why he might know who Brigitte is 
Well, I think because he has all those memories. But there's I more than once Elaine has been like, calm down. He doesn't remember. And like Elaine doesn't know about Matt's memories. Oh, so like there's true. something with Brigitte and Matt that I can't figure out. I don't know what it is. I Maybe don't, we I've don't know yet. I'm vaguely remembering something now, but I don't think it's mm. happened yet. Yeah, I don't know. Well, like anyway. I'm vaguely, vaguely remembering something that, but yeah. I don't know if it's real or if it's me making like creating yeah, yeah. a thing that never happened. Um, anyway, so the I, horses I race. <laughs> yeah, the horses are racing. Um, they're worried. I love this idea that Matt has his little seed purse of yes. like yes. coins in his pocket that if he needs to, he can grow his wealth again yes. very easily. Yes, <laughs> must be nice. Mm. <laughs> Um, and so the horses are racing. He's still freaking out. Then he glances at that woman again, mm-hmm. and then it all comes back to him. Yes. Yeah. But we saw this from Rand's. I don't have my, I don't have the first book with me, so I don't know. But it was from Rand's perspective at the time, right? When he was like all feverish and stuff. Because we didn't get any Matt POV when he was Dagger Matt, did we? Like that oh, whole journey is all Rand. No, isn't it? no, but in this moment, Rand is in, unconscious, really. Oh, so it must have been that. So it must have been. I just don't have the first book with me, so I couldn't check. Yeah, I don't. And have I that just either. can't remember because it was two years ago. It doesn't, does it matter? I guess not. I just think it was. I was like, I couldn't remember if he's like copying and pasting what was actually said, ah. or if we have. Oh, it's a new perspective. Get, yeah, yeah, if we get like new any new information. Um, because I just don't remember, but it is interesting to go back into the mat that was here because that's Mm -hmm. what happens in this like flashback in this ITAL flashback, yeah, where it's like you know, you never you should never trust people, like, there's Mm -hmm. all this like very dagger mat Mm -hmm. (laughs) influence Mm -hmm. happening, (laughs) yep, yep, and it's it's pretty scary, and it's like you forget who that person was then he was so mm-hmm. different right yeah mm. yeah and this is why you don't let dark friends go <laughs> well they didn't know they well, this were is new at this possibly kill a well, that woman. too that too uh all right so he's he he yeah he puts it all together he's like how can how's it what are the odds that i'm gonna see her at the racing track and then he's like well i'm taveran but also the forsaken know who i am mm-hmm. so it's very possible that she's been sent after me yeah uh, and that's it, not something he wants happening nope super not super not uh so they win the the horse his horse wins yep and i loved this part where like he's like go get go get the money man it's yeah. fine because nelson's like freaking out and that's yeah. like, right there bro she's not leaving <laughs> just like go get the money and i love like nelson's like where are you going he's like i saw a woman who tried to kill me right. <laughs> i did laugh really hard at him being like give her a trinket next time yeah it was good it was a good that that's a good one it was a good punch. moment it was a good one two punch <laughs> a good one two punch and a then we get, a, we get a Pips mention. <laughs> we do get Pips. a Pips mention. <laughs> My favorite horse in Wheel of Time. Currently being guarded. So mm-hmm. as is only correct for the for the second best horse in the Wheel yep. of Time. <laughs> <laughs> um, we get, so Matt decides to follow this woman. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, we get a lot. Oh my god, the like oh, pages, the dis- like the descriptions. <laughs> I was like Robert Jordan. I understand it. It's white plaster. There are balconies <laughs> that are like caged in with these intricate. <laughs> I get it. It's so he he mentions it like forty times mm-hmm. in this section. And I was like, mm. I fully understand what this place looks like. <laughs> Thank you. I don't know why you have to keep saying it every POV. <laughs> and there's this line, though, where he's talking about all the people and, and how there are all these people. But he goes, somehow it all smelled desperate. And it's like, damn. <laughs> Dang. That's brutal. Like, come on, man. <laughs> Ibu Dar sounds awful. <laughs> it's, it's a rough, it's having a rough time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he, she's like going into these, um, this like merchanty space, um, looking at all these different stalls that are selling different things. Uh, and I knew immediately this was going to become a thing. So he, I know, stops, right? <laughs> he stops at this jewelry stall that's like nearby so he can keep an eye on her. And so he has to randomly try on rings. Um, and he's just pointing one, you know, he's not even looking. He's like, whatever, gets... this is fine. And then he wants to go, but it's stuck on his finger. So he has to buy it. Like, and then it comes off just as quickly. So like, clearly this is going to be important. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, that's going to be important. While this is all happening, though, he sees like a white cloak walking mm-hmm. through the thing and like, um, they're like he's like noticing how some people aren't looking at it but some people are like super psyched that this white cloak is there mm-hmm. and so we just get a remind that's just and the darkly that was just like specifically smiles at the white cloak. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's just like that was like a don't forget the white cloaks yeah. because well no i mean it becomes what's well, that's what important. i mean yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. oh I that's see, what i mean I see, I see. Yeah. it's it's definitely being like don't forget because in four pages, this is going to be really important. <laughs> this is going to be important. <laughs> oh, right. So then he is following her. It's hard. You know, he's ducking and weaving. He's mostly following these like plumes on her hat. He like has to now start climbing to be able to yeah, find her. There's this climbing thing. Very pointed line. A bare chest symbolizes openness and honesty in Ibu Dart. Thanks, Robert Jordan. Yeah. Always. Mm-hmm. Making it weird. Making it weird. Always got to make it weird. <laughs> so she goes into this palace. And it's very clear that she's like known, you know, they, mm-hmm. they're not surprised to see her. They let her right in. And so he's just hanging out there looking at it, being like, who lives in this place? And a, some rando dude sitting nearby who's also clearly going to be very important. Right? <laughs> says that is. Carradin. Yes, J.J.M. Carradin's. <laughs> and that's like sorry do you mean the white cloak ambassador <laughs> and the dude's like yep and inquisitor of the hand of the light yeah yeah oh man and i had to i looked up keratin in my app because i same gotten, i got the mixed same. up and i was like let me just refresh right and we know like, that he's a dark friend mm-hmm. we and know he's that he's boars. the worst He's boars. He's and boars. he was told to kill Rand. Yes. Yes. Uh mm-hmm. right. And but also the 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 old dude who tells Matt mm-hmm. that that's whose house it is. Matt thinks he looks familiar. He doesn't. Yeah, he know. like goes to thank him and the guy's already gone. 
Right. Do we, do you think we know who this guy is? Well, I was wondering. So, you know, Matt finally realizes that that guy was also at the silver circuit. Mm -hmm. Um, so like possibly, you know, it's all like coming together and that's when he feels the dice tumbling in his head. I just like, I wonder if we yeah. know who, if we I met him suspect before. that I'm, I'm going back and forth because you know, he, he shows back up and we don't get any more information than we already have in this section. Um, mm -hmm. So Robert Jordan is like clearly pacing it out. So either he's somebody that we've met before, but haven't seen in a long time. And he's been like markedly changed mm -hmm. or he is someone new. It's this is my theory. Pain. I was, I'm just kidding. I already I'm just kidding. It's, not. It's, it's not, not. Pat and it's not. We know Pat and Fane is in Camelin. Right, we know, but that. it would be really funny. But it would be and really fun. I had a moment. Really I was funny. like, "Is yeah. that Pattinson? Did he get even um, weirder? I don't know." So, all right. <laughs> chapter, chapter 15, fifteen, which opens so grossly, like Ugh. we're in a Keridan POV, and they're like, "He's writing a letter," and there are ants dying in the ink. It's gross and weird and unnecessary, and like super heavy-handed. It's because he's a dark <laughs> friend. Did you know he was a dark friend? Yeah, Look how he's dark a dark friend. Who thinks everything else might be dying, but ants and cockroaches and every sort of vermin seem to thrive. <laughs> gross. So gross. Yeah. Um, and I guess now clearly he does not know that Pedro Nile is dead because he's no, thinking he's about writing, his, yeah. He's writing a missive to Pedro Nile and he's thinking about his orders that he's supposed to take Elaine Trackund out of the palace and presumably send her to Pedro Nile, right? Right. Well, so a couple of things first. So the the blonde uh, dark friend lady, I'm going to go with Cheyenne. That's how to pronounce that because I don't know how else to pronounce that. Mm, um, sure. But uh, that's who she, that's how he thinks of her. Um, she's Lady Cheyenne. And then we get confirmation that like the white cloaks are posing as dragonsworn and like inter intermingling with bandits and like you mm -hmm. know terrorizing the countryside um and uh and also... then yes also that he Keridan has orders to get Elaine Trikand out of the Terrasen Palace which yeah. is like there's no way to do that um and then he turns his attention to the female dark friend and is like report <laughs> Yeah, and he thinks about how much he actually knows about her, which is that mm -hmm. her name's not Cheyenne, it's Millie Skane, and she's right. a Sadler's daughter, and blah, 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 blah. It's like mm -hmm. all the stuff that he knows. Um, she's also, a super good assassin, apparently. Yeah, extremely good. Huh, how good are you, though? <laughs> guess who's still alive? Yeah. Um, but also, he, like, there's so many points at which he, like, really needs a drink. Yeah. And I'm like, ooh, you were losing it, buddy. Oh, yeah. He's unraveling. This is Keridan clearly unraveling. Yeah. Um, there, So he has these, like, circles of people who are working for him. And there's, like, this beggar also who's clearly, like, mm. the old Cully mm. is what they're calling him. Um, And everybody, like, grovels before old Cully, which Keridan does not love. Mm-hmm. A lot of dissension in the dark friend ranks because they're very poorly managed, as yep. we've established. Yep. They all need to go to management training. <laughs> all of them. <laughs> uh, yes. Okay. So 
she and they're like bickering he's bickering with Cheyenne about like how much money she's spending and like her you know losses at the races and like you're not reporting what are you even doing like if you you know and and it comes out that she's searching they're all searching for this cache of Terra Angriel yep. that the girls are searching for that you know Mogedian sent the Black Aja to search for like everybody's it's everyone's all, looking everyone's for it. Everyone's looking for it in Ibu Jar. <laughs> so silly. Is it? <laughs> I just think it's kind of it's it's like it's a great like in terms of like ramping up the suspense and all of those things, but it's also kind of silly that there's this like <laughs> massive cache of Terangriel mm-hmm. and Angriel and whatever, and like nobody knows where it is, but everybody <laughs> wants it. And we're gonna see so many people in this section be like, I want it. No, I want it. It's like national treasure or something. It is. It does. It feels a little bit like an amazing race situation. Yeah. Right? <laughs> oh my gosh. I just <laughs> sick watched a shit ton of amazing (laughs) race because i was sick all last week and you can probably still hear it in my voice that that is what this feels like feel very amazing everyone's like okay this is how we're scheming to get it this is how we're scheming to get it we're gonna lie with these people but then we're gonna u-turn them (laughs) because we need to get there first um yeah so we get a lot of him thinking about that Oh, so he goes to the balcony and he's this standing is, I there. Was like, oh, I no. was like, oh shit. Yeah. So we go, he goes to the balcony, he's looking out at the crowd, and he's like, Well, fuck me, that's Matt Coffin over there. <laughs> it's so he has he has this thought, right? He sees Matt, he recognizes him, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden he has oh, this yeah. like vision. Yeah. Which is wild, right? Yeah. Suddenly he felt as though a knotted rope had been fastened around his head and was being drawn ever tighter. For an instant, a face hidden behind a red mask filled his vision. The forms of three young men, so obviously our our boys, stood unsupported in the air, and one of them began to glow, the form of the man in the street, brighter and brighter, till it must have seared any living eyes to ash, brighter still burning. So, like, illuminators. (laughs) Like, still. I didn't think about that, but yes. Right? Like, still associated. Um, and we have like the horn, the the dagger, the dagger Mm -hmm. striking him between the eyes. Um, and then he like, it's like a, he, and then he forgets immediately the vision. He still knows he saw Matt Coffin. It took me a minute. I was like, wait, does he know? I know for a second. I was like, what? Who? Right. But yeah, because he loses some time. Um, Mm -hmm. But, uh, but yeah, he, and oh, right. So he comes back from this and Cheyenne is frozen, like literally frozen. She's like not moving. And Samael is there. Which I was like, what? Yeah, I know. I was very freaked out. And he's like, uh, what are you doing? Can I like, what, have you found the thing yet? This is when we it's, find out that they're all looking for this. Yeah, thing. This is, they're all looking for this thing. This is like so wild. This yes. is like a wild series of yes. pages because it, it goes from like seeing that I was like gasp. Yeah. And then this weird vision, which I had to read like three times because yes. I was like, what is yes. happening? Yes. And then Samael shows up. Yes. This is bananas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he's like, oh, I, I just saw Matt Coffin. <laughs> yeah. And Samael's like, and I love this moment because he's like, Oddly for like here and oddly for a moment, Samael seemed taken aback. Yeah. Um, 
he murmured something under his breath and the blood drained from Carradine's face at one caught word mm-hmm. because clearly it was betrayal. Like mm-hmm. he thinks he was, Samael thinks he was betrayed by somebody. So thought, hold thought. Yeah. Remember how Samael sent like an offer of a truce to Rand and yes. then he like told another forsaken that Rand accepted and we weren't sure if he like was faking or actually believed that that was true. I wondered if it was to do with that. Maybe. Just a thought. Maybe. But like, why would... Or I thought it was that Samael had shared the information about the cash with somebody and thinks that somebody told about that. Because like what about what is it about Matt being an Ibu dog yeah. that would lead to a betrayal, like, right? I don't know. Like, uh, I don't know. yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, so but then he's like, you know what? Who cares about Matt Cawthon? It's more important that you find famous last words. Bud. Find the stuff. Yeah, <laughs> you're going to regret that. So, yeah, he decides, though, that the search is more important than anything else. And mm-hmm. oh right, the thing I was trying to remember was is Samuel the one who's an alien that Rand has a secret plan about? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay, because he's All the right. one who has the weird relationship with Luz Theron. Right, he keeps right. that scar right. on his face. Yeah, even yeah, yeah. Everyone's like, you don't have to keep that scar, man. You're forsaken. <laughs> but clearly, he has some weird shit that he has not dealt with. Also, he's mad about being short. Let's not forget. <laughs> and then we get some. <laughs> I made Preeti laugh really hard. <laughs> I did forget that. It's so stupid. <laughs> you gotta have a Napoleon syndrome in here somewhere. Listen, you gotta own it. You could be a pocket prince. You could be a Daniel Radcliffe. Like that would so wonderful. Lean in, Samuel. <laughs> oh Lord. All right. So Oh right, and then he's like taunting Carradine about how all of his all of his family are dead because he hasn't managed to kill Rand, and that was the penalty for not killing Rand is that one by one his family would be taken by the murderall mm-hmm. and murdered. Um, it's rough stuff. Rough stuff. So he gets yelled at a lot, and Carradine yeah. uh, is like, "Okay, but what about the eyes to die? There are a lot of them." And Tommy, I was like, "Oh my god, fine, I'll send someone to deal with the eyes to die." Yeah, and we get a reminder that, like, even though Ishmael is dead, who is the one who told Carradine that if he didn't find Rand, the Murdral would like it's still it's even though he's gone, it doesn't matter. Like, it's still happening, mm-hmm. um, and that's like that's the favor that. Carradine is hoping to get from Samael is that he'll like call off the murderall but yeah. it hasn't it has not happened yet so then Samael leaves yep and Cheyenne wakes back up and starts to tell off her no she starts to tell him off and then he's like okay wait I need you to go find this guy at Matt Cawthon and she's like I've heard of him <laughs> well there's this through line about no one survived disobeying the chosen right so he mm. already has been told not to go after Matt Cawthon to like right. leave him alone oh that's Matt true Cawthon you're right him. um but she like he like immediately mm-hmm. disobeys Samael and is like again management issues from top to bottom busted busted (laughs) um 
so he says this and is like there's a man in the city matt cawthon and she like recognizes Mm -hmm. the name obviously um but she doesn't tell him what we know right and he basically is like you need to you need to find him you Mm -hmm. need to find him immediately Mm -hmm. um and then the chapter ends with she kind of reacts to him differently now because Mm -hmm. he's like he gets like real extra with her yeah you know he's like you're an insect millie like telling her basically that he Mm -hmm. knows who she is and she changes tune and is like i live to serve and obey Mm -hmm. and she calls a master which she has never done before Mm -hmm. and then he says and this is how you obey and then it ends with no one survived disobedience no one so like Mm -hmm. now i don't know what his game is like I don't think he knows what his game is. He's coming apart at the seams. He, he is like, coming up, that's true. He's all over like, the place. Why is he going after Matt? I don't know. <laughs> no idea. Probably well, because Ishmael put compulsions into his head via visions, and he does not mm-hmm. actually know why he's doing anything. That's going to be my theory. I'm sticking okay. with it. Just after Samael being like, no, yeah, don't worry about it. Do this other thing. This is yeah. the only thing that's important. And then he's like, he's actually, like, disagree. I'm going to deal with that guy. Um, all right. Chapter 16. We are back with Matt. Oh, God. <laughs> it's, it's, listen, can I, I just say, I know what's coming. And I keep, I keep thinking this is the chapter it's going to happen. And then it keeps not happening. And then I'm just like, just, I just want to get it over with, but it's, we're not there yet. And I'm going to hate it when it happens. And it's just going to be terrible. I know it's coming. It's coming. I don't want it to, but I also want it to be done. We will, we will get there (laughs) and we will be mad about it. We will. Um, So Matt is at the palace Mm -hmm. and Whereas he usually goes to the stables, he's actually come to the front door this time. <laughs> this is kind of funny. Uh, like everyone is it just kind funny. of irritated that yeah. Matt is going through the official channels. He needs to either talk to Nynaeve and Elaine or leave a message mm. for them. Um, because it's pretty important that he saw a dark friend be welcomed into a white cloak's yeah. Inquisitor's palace. And so he like the guard's kind of annoyed, but like fine. He's like, fine, you can go in, I'll call someone. Right, And then comes this like, well, first there's this bit where he like goes in the palace and there's normally displays of wealth made Matt feel comfortable for one thing where there was money. Some might stick to his fingers. Never change, sir. (laughs) Um, But this time the dice are just constantly rolling Mm. in his head and he's feeling super anxious. And he's like, the last time he had felt the dice rolling so hard at his head was just before he found himself with 300 of the band, a thousand of Gabriel's white lines on a ridge to his front and another thousand coming up the road behind him when he was trying to leave. (laughs) This was right before he killed Kuladin, right? Yeah, oh, you're right. I I did not place that. I was like, okay, he was in a battle. I don't remember what that no, was No, this about. is like when he was like trying, when he was like, I'm leaving, Rand, I'm leaving. And then he right. ends up like in battle because he saw right. the thing and needed to go tell them. Right. Um, so clearly it's going to be something that massive mm-hmm. that these dice are leading to. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yes. So yeah, right. Obviously, obviously. Um, so yeah, there's this whole bit with where he gets handed off from one <laughs> officiary. To, no, it is funny. It is funny. Um, they all like hand him off from one person to the next uh, until he finally gets to 
a more promising um, person. And, uh, but he is like, at this point, he's been handed off so many times. He's like, okay, could we like expedite this? Like I need like, to leave. <laughs> like how hard can it Why be? Why is this so hard to find two <laughs> freaking eyes to die? Two eyes to die. And of course behind him, if you seek two eyes to die, you have found two. It's and like, it oh is, no. I know, literally my note says, oh no. I just love the visual of this so much because he's like, not yelling but he's just like really frustrated with this woman laren who is a maid Mm. um but she's standing in front of him the voice comes from behind behind him her face doesn't change but he sees her eyes dart and he like he like turns slowly and doffs his hat and is just smiling brazen about it is brazen It's so good. <laughs> so yeah. So we it's the two eyes to die. Uh and he's it's two eyes. He does not know them. It's two eyes to die. Mm-hmm. He does not know. And so he says, Oh, I'm trying to leave a message for Nynaeve and Elaine. And he's like, This person, oh wait, she's gone. Like, where did she go? He's like, bye. It's like the servant has fled, which yeah. is never a good sign. Nope. And he's like, I just want to leave a note. Like, are you friends? and they're like "Mm, not really not so much not so much so Uh, these are elada's emissaries mm -hmm. in the terracin palace which rand is rand matt's like what the hell how (laughs) how are these the two that i run into of course of course um and then they're like but we would be their friends like they don't know what they're doing you can like help them figure their stuff out and they're like coming like really close to him and like he is defending Elaine and Nynaeve because yeah I did love him. that I love him <laughs> he's like he's not about to stand by and listen to this woman talk Nynaeve down how right. dare how dare how very dare so he's just being like really kind of mad he's yeah. being like insolent and yeah. just like Mm-hmm. a little sarcastic but they're like really pushing it right yeah and they know who he is and they mm-hmm. know that he's Taveran, and he is now worried that they know about you know the medallion like and then uh, oh my and God. then he gets i love i like i both love and hate that this it's it's it goes again it goes too far it becomes absurd but they're mm-hmm. literally like pulling on him on either yes. side it's so ridiculous it goes so over to, the top as we find out it is to a purpose yeah yeah it's for a once right yeah, for like, once as, as for, right. for once it's actually to a purpose because we have yeah. he's having this like conversation slash argument slash whatever it is and then all of a sudden he's yanked away from them so hard he stumbled and nearly dropped his hat mm-hmm. and it's two other Aes Sedai who have literally pulled him away and everyone is like grabbing at his coat Mm -hmm. and like it's very aggressive and so it's these other two Aes Sedai who are from the Salidar yes yep it's Adelius and Vandine the older twist Mm. sister ones um and then they uh, with more from their you know gang he like knows their names i did love that's like don't fight over me there's plenty to go around (laughs) so incorrect so (laughs) incorrect oh and he's like trying to like jerk his arm out and they won't let go and Mm -hmm. 
Um, and then they're like bickering about how like, you know, he should be sent to the White Tower and they're over, this person is overstepping their bounds. No, you're overstepping your bounds. And they're like fighting with each other. Uh, and they're like, well, we have more numbers than you and this and that and the other thing. And Laren finally comes back and <laughs> yeah. is like, uh, the queen would like to speak to Lord Matt. I'm so sorry, ladies, but like, it's the queen. Like, it's not my fault. Please don't hurt me. What can I do? It's the queen. <laughs> and they're all like, Ugh, fine, Ugh, fine. basically. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and Matt's sort of like, great, I'm going to use this. <laughs> gotta go (laughs) and Um, then he's like hey that was a great fake out like thank you so much for the rescue and she's like like, (laughs) hilarious i would never you have to go see the queen (laughs) and things start to get very bad that's so weird he gets Um, sexually harassed by the queen yeah so he like shows up and he's like thinking about how she's like handsome and like there's something about her it reminds him of some woman who's from like one of the other memories Mm. isabel of dal kelane um basically he's acknowledging that there's something extremely strong about Mm -hmm. thailand and something she's got power she's got a lot of power and she knows how to use it Mm -hmm. Um, and he accidentally says something to her in the old tongue mm mm-hmm he makes himself more interesting than he should, yep. unfortunately, um, because he basically is like, I just got to get out of here. Yeah. But she is, yeah, being really weird and suggestive. Um, but she's like, you can leave your note. Here's paper. Here's, mm-hmm. you know, a quill or whatever. I did love that he's like um, leaning over to write this down. It's like he composed what he wanted to write in his head before bending over the paper with an arm curled around it. His hand was awkward and square. He had no love of writing. <laughs> Why? In case, in case you were wondering. In case you were wondering. Matt doesn't like to write. <laughs> um, and so he leaves him a note about the dark friend mm. and it's very short. He's just like, hey, this dark friend went to J.M. Keratin's and she was greeted like an old friend. She tried to, I love the line, she tried <laughs> to kill me once. Maybe Rand as well. Yeah. And then he's like looking at it for a second mm-hmm. uh, to be like, okay, what else do they need to know? And then it's be sensible. <laughs> like, And he's not wrong. Like if you have to do this, like let me send people with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I love that there's nothing here but heat and flies and we can find plenty of those in Caitlin. <laughs> <laughs> he's so mad. Bless. <laughs> Oh, I love it. So he finishes writing it and he's like, oh, I just got a ring. I can seal Perfect. it with my new signet ring. So this is, again, <laughs> going to be so important. Um, and the giant ring is, mm-hmm. uh, it's got two crescent moons and a running fox that has startled two birds into flight. And he's like, this is great. I love this foxes. Perfect for me. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> uh, so he turns around and Tylan is like, in his personal space. Yep. And this is where she proceeds to sexually harass him. Yep. And it's just a lot of like know. it's yeah, it's so they're having this conversation, the dice are like still rattling mm. in his head. Matt is like I need to be internally he's like I got to get out of here. Yeah. Um and so he's trying whatever he can essentially to see if he can talk his way out of it. 
and then her son shows up yeah it's super it gets even weirder it like she knows weirder she knows he's taveran he said yes. something to her in the old tongue he's handsome or whatever like she's very intrigued by him so yeah she's like she's she's clearly there's a whole thing happening and that's yes and then her son shows up and they're talking about like how he was just in this duel and there's this festival coming up and she's like you two should be friends and go dancing together <laughs> it's not i don't love it it's not great no um, and so of course that's, that's what's gonna happen it it is it's gross and weird but it puts matt in a situation in which we don't often see him which is he is not the person in the room who is able to run it with his mouth mm. like he keeps trying mm. and he keeps getting pulled in a direction that he wasn't anticipating i don't feel like that's new I think it's new in the sense that we haven't seen it in a while, right? Like there's points where he gets annoyed and he is not given information or like he's like, you know, like they have to, they're literally changing their appearance to get out of the castle. Mm. Like there's no way for him to beat that. But usually now, like I think post a certain point, post killing Kuladine perhaps is the point. He's very good with using his words he's very like he's super strategic he knows how to get mm, out of a jam like that's his whole deal we did see that in solidar you're right yeah so like for it's been a minute since we've seen him go up against somebody who can circumvent his skill in that arena yeah i don't like it no it's a I, very intense power dynamic is what's it's happening. a very it is but this the power dynamic also feels like one of those I'm trying to be progressive by making it a queen. Is, the, is this feminism? Me? Exactly. Is this, a, is this a butterfly? This is what it is. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So like all of those pieces I can intellectually understand. Yes. Yeah. Obviously yeah. not good. No, it's very <laughs> Power bad. dynamic issues still wrong. Mm-hmm. Making it weird. Like, all of it still wrong, but I understand from a narrative standpoint why he might need this character to be in this like in a position in which he is being outmaneuvered and you're seeing him being outmaneuvered got it got it because it, it's unsettling it's unsettling to see matt mm-hmm. in this situation when we haven't seen him be this way in a long time mm. like i can't remember the last time really he was flummoxed in a situation in which he would otherwise prevail right like I don't know. I mean, I hear what you're saying. It didn't strike me that way. And it's still like, that doesn't feel. I think it's just adding up to these pieces that something big is going to happen to Matt. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, like something big and something bad. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. I think this is just another piece of it. I got you. I got you. It's a tension ratchet. Exactly. Gotcha. Um, All right. Chapter 17. Matt finally gets to leave. More Matt. He gets to leave. (laughs) and he like gets the hell out of there he goes back to the inn where he's staying oh right i forgot this happened yeah oh my god God. he's so much happens this is so much happens so there's his soldiers are dicing in the corner some of them have clearly been fighting when they're not supposed to be he pretends to ignore it because that's like the good commanderly thing to do mm-hmm. um and he asks them if they've seen tom or julian uh the answer is no nalesian was in for a bit though he left the chest of money in your room and Olver is in the stable okay hold on i have a question 
Yeah. When Egwene had her vision about Matt, did she? Did it involve a bird? Did it involve an eagle? Did I make that up? I don't remember. Only because he like has this line where it's Tylen keeps looking at Matt with those bloody eagle's eyes. And like, I know that's a phrase, but also I was like, did, was there a bird involved with that? Uh, okay. We just looked it up and I was wrong. And it was just <laughs> that there was some kind of hawk or something that was involved. Uh-huh. And I was getting confused because there are so many birds There's a lot of involved birds. with everything. Indeed. Indeed. So, right. Okay. Right. So Nalesian left the money in Matt's room and Oliver is in the back of the stables. And there's like a lot of like joking slash recrimination about how Oliver is being like raised by the men. Mm-hmm. Um, dad, dad, Matt. Dad, Matt. Dad, Matt. Dad, Matt shows up. So then he's like, so side note. Keridan has a palace and dark friends are coming. He's just like telling everybody. He tells Tylen, he tells Nynaeve and Elaine. Like he's just telling everybody. Like, by the way, did you know that Keridan has dark friends over for tea? Like, did he tell Tylen? He did tell Tylen. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, that's fine. We'll talk. Let's talk about you. Like, she basically (laughs) is like, good to know, but I'm much more interested in talking about you. I mean, I guess he's like, I don't want this to only be my problem. So I guess so. Everybody's problem. problem. Yeah. (laughs) So Vannon is now going to monitor that situation. I love Vannon. Love, love Vannon. I love, love, love Vannon. Vannon. Would um, love a Vannon POV chapter, actually. I know, more. right? I bet it would be fun. It would be fun. So, I wouldn't and, even be mad about it. No, I wouldn't even be mad about it. So we find out there's been another bubble of evil in the Rahad. Mm-hmm. It's not good. And... Um, and then, so then he's like, all right, I'm going to go up and check because I know Nelson doesn't know. He's a, he's a lord. He doesn't know how to keep money safe. Right. And he runs into this maid, Kyra, mm-hmm. and she says that a man came in looking for you, said he was an illuminator. Yeah, illuminators. Um, but he looked seedy. He wanted a meal, but he wanted you to pay for it. And Matt's like, well, next time do it and I'll pay for it. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, illuminator again. Yeah. Also, he like sticks money down her shirt, which I could have done with like whatever. Him. Yep. But he does say he did want to find an illuminator, a real mm-hmm. one, not some fellow selling fireworks, falsados, but it hardly mattered now. Yeah. Like, what is that about? Because he did remember that they ran into what's her face, the illuminator, Aludra. Aludra, and she like sort of taught him. So my guess is that it's something to do with a weapon, perhaps that he might want to create. I was thinking or the same thing. thing. Yeah. I was thinking um, that too. That's my guess. Is he going to invent got- cannons? Huh? Is he going to invent cannons? He, oh, he does. Oh, I th- I feel like maybe I'm remembering something. <laughs> okay. Maybe I'm remembering something. Perhaps. All right. Um, uh, I don't remember anything about that, but that's my guess. Um, yeah. And so there's some more flirting. He gets, we get to see Matt actually flirting with someone that he wants to be flirting with mm-hmm. and not like super uncomfortable. I didn't love, no, I was uncomfortable. I feel like it's just like a different weird power dynamic. I don't know. I don't anyway. know. Yeah, because it's it's in a household where it's not the the clearly like where the the innkeeper the woman Mm -hmm. who's the innkeeper doesn't want them to be doing this because it's like he says um like this girl wants to be doing it like that seems no you're right she has agency in the interaction exactly like it's not like he's hitting on her and she's uncomfortable like she's hitting on him and he's hitting on her 
Yeah. Okay. That enough. felt less gross and weird. No, you're me. right. You're right. I just now I can't like any sort of sexualized interaction in these. I'm like immediately on my guard around because I so know. often, no, so I know. often they're bad. But here, here it felt. You're right. Okay. You're right. You're right. That, that like that it, it was so big. Actually. Like actually in uh. He get you know what the energy he has in this section with his flirting is like giving Cassie and Andor energy. I don't know if you've watched Andor yet, <laughs> but there are moments where you get to see like, oh, Cassie and you are, you are a ladies man. I see it. <laughs> I was like remembering the one episode of How I Met Your Mother I watched with Barney is like out dating or something. And, oh, I'm or so flirting. sorry. That's, yeah, no, 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 no. Let's take not it back. do that. Okay. Take that back. Yeah, you take know. that back. <laughs> How dare you How dare. compare Matt? All right, all right. Our Matt. <laughs> like I said, I saw one episode <laughs> and I never watched any more of it. Um, all right. So anyway, back to much, much more important things are happening. Matt is like about to go into his room when a floor creaks behind him and somebody is trying to kill him. Yep. So we got this little fight scene where first there's one guy. I love this like, his attacker let out a high-pitched scream and Matt was vaguely aware because he doesn't quite get hit in the head, but he gets mm-hmm. he gets hit hard enough that it jars him for a second. Yeah. Um, and so he's like sort of acting from instinct and he kills the first guy. Mm-hmm. He like stabs him and then stabs him a few more times yeah. <laughs> just in case. Um, and now they're in the second room and there's an, a man there who clearly recognizes the other guy. Mm-hmm. And so Matt's like, well, shit, now I have to fight you. Yep, which is exactly what happens. Well, and... it's awesome. He like throws the blade <laughs> underhanded and it it's the dude in the throat. I was like, this is amazing. <laughs> it's good he's to like, be lucky. <laughs> right, he's like barely like, he's like clinging to the door frame. He's like, like shaking a little bit like he's unsteady mm. and he still kills this dude yeah it's pretty awesome yeah and they have this gave me flashbacks they have a giant open chest mm-hmm. and i was having flashbacks to rand getting stuffed in a chest and i was like oh my god were they gonna stuff matt in the chest like what is maybe happening with this chest um <laughs> Naram shows up yeah matt's manservant and has like a frying pan in his hand i and did love this all he says is, my lord has blood on his coat again, I fear. He murmured in melancholy tones. Give us a Naram POV. <laughs> I would take that too. Give me like two paragraphs of a Naram POV. Like, I want to see this moment from his perspective. Yeah. God yeah. damn it. <laughs> that would be amazing. So, of course, you know, the sounds of all of this sends everybody coming up. And so the innkeeper and her husband come up and a bunch of looky onlookers. And uh, and so, yeah, Matt's like, ah, uh, they jumped me in the hall. Like, they have this giant empty chest. Like, maybe they're trying to steal stuff. Um and so we find out that they took the room just before Matt came in um, for a short time and they were picky about which room. They yeah, had. about which room they wanted to be in. How would they know which room was Matt's? I mean, if they had been like scoping the place out, I oh, guess, I guess that's they true. could have found out. Point. Um, but his dice are still tumbling and still his head, tumbling. This is not the thing. This is not the big bad. This mm. is just something else. Yeah. Um, oof, it's rough. It's rough. It's rough. Then there's some uh, like weirdness about men and women oof. again. 
And then Matt discovers a piece of paper in his pocket. Yeah. And it just said, so clearly one of the Aes Sedai. Well, or, I, okay. Or okay. Thailand. Could have been Thailand. Or Thailand. It could have been Aes Sedai or Thailand. Yeah. Because the line, it says, Elaine and Nynaeve are pushing too far. Remind them they are still in danger from the tower. Warn them to be careful or they will be kneeling to ask Elena's pardon yet. I think it's the Aes Sedai. I don't think it's Thailand. It's one of the Aes Sedai. But we don't know. It could have been either either camp, side. either side. Yeah. It could be any of the ones who were there. And they were like, I don't know, like four or five of them, I think, at a certain yeah, point. Yeah, there are many. There were quite a few. Many of them. Yeah. We don't know if it's the Saladar Aes Sedai. We don't know if Elena's Aes Sedai, but it yeah. could be either. Yeah. Um, which, like... Matt's like still in danger. What the fuck? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So, and then there's more weirdness about men and women. Uh oh, right. And then we switch POVs. Oh, and yeah, I was so... curious if you thought there was any point to this section. Oh, so these are the these are two. Um, I think so. I think here the point is that which we kind of know, but that the tower, we're getting a perspective of Aes Sedai from the tower and how they feel about Aleda that isn't what's-her-face who's Black Aja. Alvierin. Yeah, it isn't Alvierin. Um, there's power issues happening at the tower, obviously, because it's um, Jolene and Teslin who are decide are arguing about whether or not they should write to Alita or like yeah report respond, to her what's report going to on. her um whereas Teslin is like it would be smarter for us to do so Jolene doesn't want to because she's like Alita fuck her <laughs> fuck her essentially yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, this is where I got irritated about the like balcony raw work because it was just like and she's on the balcony, a long cage of white painted iron. Yeah. Like, we know, sir. <laughs> um, they make a big deal about Teslin being writing, which yeah. right after Matt finding a note, I'm like, that feels like a red herring. That feels a little I too agree. obvious I don't think, to be. If anything. it was one of them, I think it's Jolene. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, they're but, just arguing over what they should do and like this well, and that I think and the other thing. I think Jolene maybe will be important, right? Because teslin is like aleda doesn't think that you're a grown-up and she doesn't think you ever will grow up mm. um so i feel like it's important that we're finding out that jolene is okay someone at the tower who doesn't respect aleda right and doesn't feel as if they need to be reporting to her and is eventually like aleda's not gonna last that long anyways right mm -hmm. um because teslin is like we should just bring Elaine and Nynaeve and if we can get that Calthan guy mm -hmm. like that would be great that'll put us into Aleda's good graces mm -hmm. um because also there's this line where Jolene did not intend to see Elaine lost to the tower whatever she had done right so like I think Jolene is gonna be important okay fair enough right like it ends yeah. with like she did not say that she was prepared to wait until Elena mm -hmm. found herself deposed as Suen had been the hall surely wouldn't put up with the bullying and bungling forever. Right. Yeah. So yeah, so she manages to convince Teslin that they don't need to. I mean, this is also telling us, I think, this section is telling us that Aleda is not getting any information out of Ibudar. Right. That's. I think that's the more important thing yeah. that it's telling us. Took a little while to do it. Oh, and then we got a Black Aja. 
this to you I was like who me. is Fallon I know I had to look it up again I mean it's pretty obvious because they're torturing people like it's not hard to but figure I still out was like I don't remember but yeah something that was interesting so it's Fallon and um who's the other person it's span oh it's it's, it's span um but Fallon we get this line where she's like Fallon did not really can think of herself any less white Aja because she had joined the black so you still have Aja divisions within the black Aja right which I was like that's a lot okay I mean it's just more how dysfunctional every organization is because she thinks that and then is thinking like how she wished it wasn't this like she would have preferred Rihanna to be with her not this Ispen person mm-hmm. um so we get that dysfunction then we get Fallian thinking the chosen were vastly stronger infinitely more knowledgeable and quite possibly they had already received the reward of Im- the reward of immortality but by all evidence they schemed and fought each other as hard as two Mirandians with one blanket right. so because they're like well we should be doing this thing because Mogedian gave us these orders like whatever Mm-hmm. well re- wait okay let's rewind for a second so yeah they're they're, they're torturing. torturing uh like the local wisdoms yes because they again were like we find out they're trying to find the cash because yep. they were sent here to do this by mogedian yep. and isban is like mogedian's not gonna like this and Fallian is like she's forgotten us she is not she's not waiting in forever and that's when we get this like you know, the Chosen are also, you know, they're fighting with each other. They're like, they're a big deal, but they're also kind of just people. Um, and so Fallian and Ispan are arguing about, mm-hmm. you know, whether or not they need to continue looking um, and and like, Fallian is what basically to do like, this is a fool's errand. Right. Like, she is like, um, there are a few lines here that I think what he's doing with these sections is setting up that there is going to be some kind of power shakeup or some kind of like organizational shakeup, not just among like Aleda's Aes Sedai, but the Black Aja. Like there's a, there are shakeups happening, I think all around because she thinks fear of Mogedian was perfectly sensible, but yielding to fear was not Mm -hmm. perhaps the woman was dead. Um, and then eventually she's like, listen, there's no storehouse. Like mm-hmm. none of this is, it's not real. We're yeah. not going to find anything. Right. Right. But then she's like, but you know what would make her just as happy than us finding this thing that I'm convinced doesn't exist is if we capture Nynaeve and Elaine and give them to her. Like that would make her just as <laughs> and happy. And Ispan's like, I want nothing to do with this. <laughs> yeah. Those two ruin everything. They ruin everything. I, <laughs> I think we should leave immediately. Yeah. <laughs> that made me laugh really hard. Yeah, that's pretty good. Oh, and then we get the anonymous old dude outside Keridan's yeah. house, POV, which is why I was like, you know, and his head feels peculiar. He can't remember things. Mm-hmm. And um, so, you know. I think it mark. must be someone we've met before. Oh, right. But the thing that this POV does is tell us that the place that the Black Aja are staying where they're murdering people is Keridan's house because he sees yeah. the servant that Fallian summoned to dispose of the body, like with a cart, suspicious, like, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. So, so we have... We have 
Carradine Circle searching for Matt. We yes. have these two going for Nynaeve and Egwene and potentially also Elaine. Matt. Sorry, Elaine. Oh my God. <laughs> e names. So many of them. Um, they're just, it seems like everyone is chasing everything. Yeah. Well, correct. Right. And they're all theoretically a, looking for the, for the same thing. Yeah. But at the front are just yeah. Elaine and Nynaeve. Yeah. Yeah. Just at the very front. Yep. Everyone else is some kind of thread behind them. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's great, actually. I think it's it, it's actually really fun because he does all of that work in these, like, six chapters that we yeah. decided to read. <laughs> it is cool. very amazing, Rafe. Um, all right, chapter 18. We are with Rand. I was like, oh, dang, a Rand POV. We've had one of those in forever. Has it been forever? Feels like a while. It feels like at least two episodes. And um, it's not a great, it's not a great uh, situation. No, there's here. not good things happening. No, um, no. One thing that did make me laugh though was that Rand asks for more tea and then Luz Theron mutters angrily. I was like, do you hate tea, <laughs> Luz Theron? Is that another reason for me to hate you? <laughs> Do we need more reasons to hate Luz Theron? Well, this I, like... is one of them. <laughs> Fair enough. If he hates tea. Add it to the pile. I mean, what's to <laughs> like about Luz Theron? Nothing. Uh, so Rand is in his throne room in Carheon? Yeah. Yes, Carheon. Yes. Yeah. And he's sitting on the floor because that's how the Isle do it. And he's meeting with some chiefs. And he's demonstrating to them that he is not under the control of the Aes Sedai. They are under his control because he's making Marana stand in a Sir. corner until she serves them tea and then go back to her corner. And there's two Ashaman like monitoring the whole yeah. situation. And the well. corner she's in is um, there's a barrier there so she can't hear anything they're talking about. I mean, the chiefs don't know that. I don't think that like we know that. Yeah, but, but like, we know that and Marana yes. knows that. Marana knows, knows that. that. That's right. Yeah. So he is trying to prove, he's trying to undo the damage that him leaving and then coming back yeah. with all of these Aes Sedai has done. Even though um, this seems very excessive, honestly. I don't know. I no, actually, no, 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 no. Oh. I don't think Rand's actions are excessive. Mm -hmm. um, I understand that. I think Robert Jordan overwrote the oh, yes. reaction because he needed yeah. it to be this way, but mm -hmm. I don't think it actually makes any sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. So, also, so he's like, I do not allow them to channel without permission. Like he has all mm -hmm. these like lines that he's throwing out there, and mm -hmm. she's like, "May I serve my Lord Dragon in <laughs> any way?" It's like very over the top. It is. Um, it is. And I think they both sort of know it that they're like playing into the, they're playing a game a little bit. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, and so we find out that, like, Marana came to him and was like, I have skills, like, let me use them on your behalf, like, we need you, you need us, let's work together. Uh, then we get this interlude with him thinking about Alana and how she's always crying and how emotional she is all the time. Well, yes, I did want to point out, like, I appreciate Marana I think Marana's been kind of annoying this whole time because yeah. we keep being told of like how skillful she is but we don't negotiating see it and all this but we don't see it and she's like very whiny and mm -hmm. like 
whatever. But I appreciated her saying like, my sisters do not all realize how very much we need you mm. because that has been the through line of why I'm so frustrated right. with the Aes Sedai because Rand is the dragon reborn. Right. There is a bigger game. Afoot. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So Perspective. Like, right. So it was nice to like finally get like a glimpse of acknowledgement of that yes. from an Aes Sedai who is not like Moiraine or Suin or whatever. Indeed. Indeed. I agree. I agree. Uh, and so, yeah, then this like right. Alana thing happens. And then I just want that to be over. I, I don't know, know if I it agree. ever will be. I don't think so. But, like, it's just, I hate it. She hate was it. like fine as a character, and now it's just she's weepy and screaming and, and like, hysterical all the together. time. And you know, it's again, it's the repetition of the character staying stuck in the same loop every yeah. time we yes. hear about them that Robert yes. Jordan does sometimes where you're just like, oh, like do something get else it. or we stop telling me about it. Like if nothing has changed, I don't need to hear about it Yeah, in this already too long book. Like moratorium so, on yes. Ilana yeah. crying. Until something happens. Until something happens. Agreed. So anyway. So Rand is then telling them, like, the wise ones have told you, like, you've seen her pour tea for me. Like, do you want me to have her dance? I'll have her dance a jig. Like, what do you want? Yeah. Um, and they're like, well, some say that I said I will do whatever they need to do to have what they want. And then the other guy is like, let's not talk about it anymore. <laughs> like the wise ones are going to handle it. Yeah, let's let the whatever. wise ones handle it. Um, and so then they switch to talking about the Shido because they are like, we will go kill all of them or take them, Guy Shane. Like, they, and, please do, because they're yeah, annoying also. Agree. But Rand is like, well, what about those wise ones? Well, I did love like um they're talking about this, and it says the Shido have been the Shido had been the professed reason for this meeting, and no less important for not being the most important, not unimportant. Mm -hmm. Shido had made trouble long enough, just not on the same page with Aes Sedai in his book. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, the Shido suck, right? <laughs> just annoying. Yeah. <laughs> oh. uh, so we, this is where we see that like something else has changed. Like mm -hmm. Rand is bringing more change. Because he asks, like, what of the wise ones, right? Mm -hmm. and right. It's... Yeah, it's uh, because it was a really big deal when breaking with tradition, as we, you know, saw Savannah manipulate the situation so that the mm -hmm. wise ones took part in the battle. Um, and so everybody who's not Shido is, like, very freaked out about this. Um, but the wise ones have agreed to go, other wise ones have agreed to go and deal with the Shido yeah. wise ones. So it is more of a breaking tradition. There's this really heartbreaking moment where one of them asks Rand, will any of us ever see the sunrise oh, again? Like he wants to go see his wife. Like he wants to be back home. Yeah. And he's like, will any of us ever go back? And Rand is like, I hope so. And then he thinks about a line from the prophecy, which is as the plow breaks the earth, shall he break the lives of men yeah, and all that shall and all that was shall be consumed in the fire of his eyes. The trumpets of war shall sound at his footsteps. The ravens feed at his voice and he shall wear a crown of swords. Oh, there's our book title. Rand. Yeah, I know. Tough. They said the name of the thing in the thing. <laughs> Take your buy the bingo card box. <laughs> um, all right. So then they leave and he's sitting there thinking and he decides to talk to the Ashaman, which is always a bad idea. It's always a bad idea. And always it always leaves idea. me so unsettled. So it's like I cannot at all remember how this ends up going. But nope. 
it's so tense every time it's not gonna be good whatever it is i know so yeah so he's like do you think they believe that i am an isodai puppet and they're like i don't know does it matter Um, (laughs) and he's like thinking about how oh this line killed me he's like lose there and is like ranting about the ashaman alana is like crying in a corner and then this line what had it been like Uh, to be alone inside his own skull he could not recall heartbreaking Uh, so rough and it is such like a like I know we t- like I I talked about it, but like the parallel of now how Matt deals with mm. the memories that aren't his and how Rand, like it's just an interesting way that Jordan is bringing them both up, yeah, and examining them in different ways in this section because like that's gonna become real important in a minute. It sure is. Yeah. So one of the maidens comes in and says that Beryline and Anura are here to see him. And Beryline is freaking out because... Well, I will say, like, so Beryline comes in freaking out because um, Rand sent her a note that's like, you need to go back to Mayin. But she's like, <laughs> why am I to return to Mayin? I have governed well here in your name. And I was like, have you? Because it kind of seems like you pushed a lot of responsibilities back onto Rand. And didn't want to make the hard choices, but whatever. <laughs> she, I think she did I a know. lot of other things. I'm there sure. were there were some notable lapses, some uh, extremely ex- notable, very lapses. notable lapses. Yes, but she's mostly done a good job. Other than that, fine. Um, <laughs> ew. And then there's this whole gross thing about how Luz Theron thinks Berlin is hot, and that I could have done without. Yeah, um, I agree. And I the only thing. Like, I feel like the only thing there is that Luz Theron is, like, distracted by her beauty. And yeah. all of a sudden, Rand realizes that he's touching his ear in a way that isn't something he does. It's something Luz Theron does. Yeah. I had that highlighted, too. Ugh, yeah, It's, it's effective. It. It's very effective. It's very yeah. effective. Um, yeah. So so we hear from Rand that like people are actively trying to kill Berylaine. So that's part of why he's trying to send Berylaine's like, oh yeah, like a cut purse, who cares? And he's like, that was clearly an assassin. <laughs> and she's just trying to downplay it like very big, like what? Like it's hard. Right. <laughs> energy coming out from Berylaine, and I love it. Yes, she's she does have a lot of Elwood's energy. <laughs> oh, I love that. So he is, yeah, he's, he's, um, apparently people are like mad that Beryline betrayed Colaver, which I honestly did not understand. I'm like, Colaver was like, well, who it's, cares? Colaver's allies. Yeah, I guess. Are the ones, which like, fine, Game of Houses bullshit. Yeah, I guess so. But yeah, so he's putting Dobrain in charge uh, and sending her away and um she's like furious about she's really mad about it and then she's like okay but side note you still have not gone to talk to the sea folk and it's Mm -hmm. not good you need to go talk to them yep and i don't understand why rand will not go why like why he keeps avoiding this i mean i know we've been given a flimsy reason but like it just feels so i mean now manufactured it do, now it doesn't feel 
as manufactured in the sense of like he is basically just trying to plug holes right now mm. like he is in emergency fix it mode right yeah. like because if he loses the aisle he's like oh. yeah, yeah it's true so that is like number one priority mm-hmm. and before that he was in a, he was being yeah no i know uh, no. so like nope. i don't i don't think there's been any point at which since he came back that he could have gone to the sea folk. like i can understand how it's sort of like end of the list of his end of his to-do list basically. yeah fair enough um but she is trying to and i sort of love this where she he like is like um he is like why does she want this job like she right. is a ruler like she doesn't need to deal with this and i liked this like moment where he i don't like this as the trait but i like that he acknowledges that the way she uses her beauty is if mm-hmm. it's a yes source, like because yeah. it's a necessity right that's right yep um and then there's this weird moment where he starts telling her like i will write out you know guarantees and then colors swirled so strongly in his head that his tongue froze what what is that Luz theron cackled a woman who knows the danger and isn't afraid is a treasure only a madman would like it it feels like it comes out of nowhere like he literally stops talking because he's having some kind of but I think that's the loose there. I don't think, I think it's a clumsy version of the ear thing. You think? I think so. It's really clumsy if that's true. Because especially after we just saw Carradine have like a vision seizure functionally. True. I didn't and think then you're going to put this in here, but it's just like, it's just loose there and I think being it's attracted lo- to Barreline? I think it's the loose there and being attracted to Barreline. Um, so strange. It is very strange, but I don't, I don't know what else it could be. Yeah, I don't know. Well, anyway, so that was really, I was concerned about that. I was confused by that. I was confused by that. Um, um, so Barreline yeah. is sort of like, she's thinking of Mayin. She's like, if I'm not mm-hmm. here to remind you, how soon till we are given to somebody else? Because yeah. you're not thinking about me because somebody else's deeds are more at the forefront of your mind, essentially. Right. Um, and he sort of comes back with like, will you serve me if it still means leaving? Which is great. Right. Like, yeah. I really like actually the way they interact in this. Scene. Yes, I agree. I agree. Because they're just and, both being leaders, right? Yeah, exactly. And that like she's she's doing a perfectly reasonable, she has reasonable objections, yeah. but he's also asking her for something reasonable. So exactly. Uh and then Cat Swain oh crashes okay, the wait. party. Holy so shit. Cat Swain, yes. this is the first time we are seeing Cat Swain. In yes, it's confusing because we did read New Spring not so long ago. That's what I was That's, thinking of. Yes. And it's I was New like, Spring. I swear to God, we've met her. And I couldn't <laughs> remember. And I was like I, looking in the app, but I didn't check New Spring. Yeah. I was pretty sure that I knew where I had seen her, and it was it was New Spring. So she shows up when Moiraine like sneaks yes. out of Tarvalin, right? Yes, and she yes, gets yes, caught yes. at the inn. And um, they have that whole interaction and then Moiraine sneaks out again. Because that's and what I was going to, I was like, didn't Nynaeve and Elaine run into her in an inn, but it was Moiraine. It was Moiraine. It was Moiraine. I, I knew it. I was like, where the, I swear to God, unless there's another <laughs> super ancient Aes Sedai who's kind of a bitch. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, surely we know this woman. But no, okay. So this is. But the if first we hadn't read news, if we hadn't read news spring, we would have no. This would idea. be our introduction. This would be her. our introduction to Kedzuing. So um, it's kind of amazing though, because she <laughs> she just like bursts in because it's like, and I said I is here to see you. Her name is Katswain, and she walks in, and then Nura goes, "I thought you were dead." 
And Marana jumps out of the ward and, and is like, like no! don't kill it. It's really funny, actually. Everybody loses their shit. The Aiel Veil, like Lucerne is freaking out. Like it's a whole. And Katsuane is like, I'm not dead. Everybody calm down. Like everything is just relax. <laughs> she says trying to grow decent roses in Northern Gildan might be near to death, Anora, <laughs> but it is not quite the grave. Oh, calm down, Marana. <laughs> She sucks so bad in this section, but I, she's the worst, but I do appreciate Rand keep being like, I know she's just trying to provoke me. Like, I know that's what she's doing. So at least we have that, but I still was like, oh my God, I hate you. Yeah. It's not good. It's not good. She basically is like really disrespectful. Mm -hmm. Um, she's like touching the Ashaman, like examining them, examining them. She's ignoring Rand. She's like deliberately not looking at him, trying yeah. to make him angry. Mm-hmm. So he finally is like, look at me. And she's like, oh, so you're Randall Thor, the dragon reborn. I'd have thought even a child like Moiraine could have taught you a few manners. Mm-hmm. Like, go fuck yourself. I was yeah. so angry on Rand's behalf. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So she she curtsies to Barrelaine, but like Oh, but I love the Yes. Yeah. Right? She's, yeah. It's like very clearly like a courtesy, not uh well, not she like any real yeah. sign of respect. But I love what Barrelaine does because Katsuin basically is like you can leave. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. we're good. You can go. Mm-hmm. And then Barrelane turns to Rand. Yes. Does this crazy deep curtsy. And uh-huh. is like, my lord dragon, I ask your kind permission to withdraw. <laughs> and shifting some of that power back yes. to him. Yes. And I was like, that's awesome. Yeah. Way and Rand, go, who has learned, is like, you may, uh, granted, permission mm-hmm. granted. I hope you will consider my proposal. Oh, so good. Yeah, it's very good. Um... And then Katz, I mean, of course, makes a dismissive remark about it. And yeah, and he's, Rand is like, why is she trying to provoke me? Like what he's like thinking, he's like, why is she deliberately trying to provoke me? What is, he he tries so hard. He tries so hard. It's not an, it's not an even playing field here. No, it's not. Like he's still obviously dealing with the like PTSD and she is just pushing. I mean, this is what's hard is that she it's another point where like this Aes Sedai comes and thinks she's so fucking smart thinks she knows mm-hmm. everything thinks she's mm-hmm. gonna do what she needs to do but she doesn't have all the facts yeah she doesn't have she right. doesn't know anything yeah right and it's so infuriating yeah yep yep so she asks for tea Rand like channels it to her she doesn't seem freaked out by that she calls and him a good boy it's terrible and then she starts talking about all of the men who could channel that she has hunted and like stilled, gentled, however you want to call it. And it is brutal. Well, she says, not that I hunted them, but I seem to have a nose. Yeah. Yeah. Like more than any other Aes Sedai ever. That's mm. like, it's like you can't even count the number that she has gentled. Whoa. And he's like, are you trying to scare me? Right. Yep. Yeah. He... Ugh, and then this is, it's like, oh my God, it's so hard to read. It was like so it's difficult really hard to read. because she says, um, now, you know, that I know your future and your present because she's mm-hmm. trying to impress upon him how many men who can channel she has dealt with the light's mercy fades to nothing for a man who can channel. Some see that and believe the light denies those men. I do not. Have you begun to hear voices yet? And that's such a 
brutal fucking thing to say. Yeah. Because all of a sudden he's like questioning. Yeah. Everything. Mm hmm. Yeah. So because she says he asks her, like, what do you mean? And she says, you know, some men who can channel begin to hear voices as part of the madness. Like they tell them what to do. Have you heard any? And Narishma and Dashiva are like responding. You know, Dashiva laughing. It's bad news bears. And Rand is like, he's like trying to lose there. And he's like, wait, you're real, right? Like, I'm not mad. The voice is real, not imagination. It's very. It's awful. Oh, it's terrible. It's, it's so terrible. Awful. Like Katsuin yeah. is using classic tactics. Mm-hmm. I feel like like unsettle them, gaslight them, yes. like, do all these things. Yes. And so it's really hard to watch because mm-hmm. um, Rand even said things like she swooped in insulted him threatened him casually announced she knew about the voice in his head and that she wanted to and now she wanted to like leave and talk with mm-hmm. Marana and Anora. is she right. mad right and then he's losing it he's like Luce Theron isn't answering me yeah and so then he like freaks out and is like get the fuck out right. yes yeah so they go and he trashes the mm-hmm. throne room and he's like i'm not mad like yep. he's trying to convince himself now right like he's yeah. the power before he heard the voice but mm-hmm. there's that remember that moment and i think it's in the first book where rand basically acts without thinking but it's clearly at the time you didn't know it was loose theron right but like when he like fucks with those white cloaks yeah yeah well well he does something out of character he does something very out of character yeah that after he does it he's like why did i do that right 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 i thought that was like the manic episodes were part of just the response to having contact with sadar oh i thought it was like having another person inside of your head i mean it could be either slash both uh but yeah anyway anyway pacing he's freaking out he's very disturbed and distraught when idrian who is the head of the school that he made in carrion comes in weeping and we don't find out until the next bit here but it's obviously news about how his researcher was murdered yeah which happened in the last epilogue of the last book i want to say very end of the last book i'm pretty sure um all right because now we switch pov to marana marana who is following catspin and is like freaking out and is like power struggle okay this is where I agree completely with your assessment of her, about Miranda because she is being so shifty and like so completely unwilling to stand up for herself. She's just like, oh God, like she's going to ask me all these questions and I'm going to have to explain to her what's happening. And if only somebody else were here, like they would have to do it. And like, I get that Katsuane is an overwhelming okay, and there's this fine. weird like hierarchy but situation, so but it's annoying. so like, again, Marana, like we're supposed to believe that she's skilled and, you know, respected and we're not getting any we evidence. We literally haven't seen no, any of that it. at all. Yeah, no, no. Um, so th- we're finding out more about Cadswain and that she's refused to ex- be a sitter in the hall like multiple times. Um, once she like left for 10 years because the hall was gonna, this is a rumor, was gonna make her Amerlin. Right. She never spends a day in Tarvalin unless she absolutely has to. She yeah. like came back for the Isle War and then left again. Like, right. <laughs> right. like it's like, you know, the lore about Cadswain basically. Yes. Yeah. 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 
and people keep thinking she's dead and then she shows up again it's like a whole situation so um they yeah it's like well great now i'm gonna have to tell her about the compromise (laughs) right that they worked out with the wise ones before they got to come to the palace um and she's thinking about how important it was that she get access to rand and how that's why they did it but nobody's gonna like they're all gonna get judged for it and they go to this tiny room very small because they're keeping the eyes to die in these like teeny tiny servants quarters basically yep and uh there's another eyes to die already there and it's Karuna. Um, no, Karuna and Barrett no, no, are no. not there, but Di- Dagian. Who yeah, I don't think we've ever heard of before. No, I don't know who that is. Uh, but it doesn't matter. She's not important. So it's Anora, Marana, Cadswain, and this new person mm-hmm. all in this room. And Cadswain is like, I want better tea. <laughs> Give me um, better tea. And then she's like, I take it by your presence that the tales of the boy submitting to Aleda are false. And then she's like, listen, I'm not an idiot. I know who you're with, obviously. Mm. Um, and Anora's like, actually, I'm just here as like an advisor <laughs> to Berylene. <laughs> I haven't reached a decision I'm not important. I'm not part of all of that. And Catherine's like, that's very wise. Oh, yeah. So the and then Marana is like what are your intentions here like you were really shitty to Rand and Anora's like yeah that was a lot um and so she's saying like oh you know he's gonna be difficult like you know he's not nearly so hard as Logan or Mazram but like very much more difficult and they're like wait why you know about them like you've seen them and so then we get, you know, more information about how Cad Swain has been. Yeah, like, like she was the one who helped catch Loghain because he like showed up nearby or something. And yeah. like, um, and then also Tame, um, she was she's, part of. She says, uh, Cad Swain says abruptly, she's like thinking about all this. And then she says, um, abruptly her voice hard and, and her gaze were either of you involved in that vileness right after the isle war yes and ron is like what i don't know what you're talking about um and do we know what she's talking about so i was thinking about that too so remember how the emerlin no gets- <laughs> <laughs> i'm just kidding sorry <laughs> the emerlin gets murdered right yeah. the the yeah, 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 the yeah, keeper yeah, yeah. dies and then the amerlin right. gets murdered right. and the new amerlin is not like cool and moiraine and suin right. sneak out to do the quest they got entrusted to by the old amerlin but a bunch of other sisters also turn up dead right and moiraine is not sure were they in on searching for the dragon reborn or not and when she's at the inn with Katsuane mm. and the other sisters, mm-hmm. she's like mm-hmm. not sure who knows what and who's on what side and Katsuane right. investigating that. But then Moiraine goes off and like meets Lan and has all of those like adventures or whatever. And I don't think we ever come back to what was happening at the no. tower. I don't so think I don't, so either. I don't think that loop was closed as so we far don't, as we don't I necessarily don't, know. I don't remember that loop being closed, let's just say. New Spring was published after which book again? After eight, oh, right? Or after know. nine? 
I don't know. It's either either way. It's not after seven, though. I don't think. I think it's after eight or nine. Because mm. I was in undergrad when New Spring came out, mm-hmm. which means he was seeding something, right? That maybe we just haven't gotten to in the books yet. Yeah, yeah, that's probably right. Um. So okay. So Anora is like the Isle War. Like I spent time, I was trying to make the Grand Coalition something mm-hmm. or the other, um, which was like keeping the alliance of kingdoms together, essentially. Right. Um, but then Catswain just doesn't answer mm-hmm. Minara, who's like, or Marana, when she's like, what vileness? Yeah. Doesn't say anything. Yep. So then Bera and Karuna come in Bera, with. I thought you were dead. Perel. <laughs> yeah. That was good. <laughs> yeah. And Catherine is like, I, nobody better say that to me again or you're going to regret it. Um, so Karel is like, you know, hurting them. And she's like, they were sitting there like being bossed around by wise ones. You'll never guess where I found them. Um, and Marana's relieved because now she's not the one who has to tell Katsui what <laughs> happened. Uh, and so, yeah, so Katsui is like, okay, so let me get this straight. The tower is split. Y'all are in opposition to a seated Amaralyn and you're taking orders from the aisle. Like, is that and she's what's she's going like, what's on? What's one treason more or less, which is <laughs> kind of funny. Yeah, it was um, funny. But then she asks, what of the rest out in the aisle camp, all yeah. the I suppose, have they also apprenticed themselves? Um, none of us have, none have been allowed, whatever. Yeah. Um, these aisles seem to have no love of Aes Sedai. Mm-hmm. And I don't, they don't, so are they not going to tell her? No, because Marana literally thinks she's so glad that Katsuane has not, right? Isn't there a line in here about how rand would be upset if anybody yes, found out about yeah, the yeah, thing. yeah 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 yes i can't um, find it but and katsuin basically yes there is there is a line um because she is thinking a lot about like what they can and can't say right basically. right right um yeah it comes Katsuin, a couple of pages later yeah this is like katsuin is a lot of it's what's frustrating here is she's acting on like information that we've known for books and books and books but yeah. has now like moved beyond that like she's like i hear some of the forsaken are yes like, yes do you have any evidence for or against mm-hmm. like it just reinforces this idea that even this like i said i who's like so ancient and so powerful and blah blah like doesn't know shit and well, is still acting like an asshole right i was just gonna say yeah it's not even that she doesn't know things because how would she know things she's been like off in the north of gildan trying to make roses happen um but the fact that she thinks she can come in and take control of the situation mm-hmm. while she doesn't actually know anything is as always the problem um so yeah so she gets told that um so they do tell her that yeah, they that actually Rand managed to kidnap him by, right mm-hmm. out of the thing. Right. Um, and um, that's when Marana's like, he's not going to be happy with us. Yeah. Yeah. At least the details of his treatment had not come out. So yeah. So they're deliberately not telling her what he is suffering, which is important is information. Um, Again, and- like Catherine's like, are you sure it was tame? Are you sure mm-hmm. that there were black, co- that the black coats didn't arrive on horses? Right. Like, 
you're so behind yeah it's it is it's very ridiculous and and she's not she refuses to answer Marana's questions about like what are you why are you interested now like why are you here yeah she's not saying anything no and then Marana is we get this point where she's like she and the others had spent half the night arguing over what their oath meant before deciding it meant exactly mm-hmm. what they had said with no loopholes to wriggle through mm-hmm. uh, at least even Karuna conceded that they must defend and support Althor as mm-hmm. well as obey and that standing aside in the slightest was not permitted so they truly are like yeah they're committed to rand yeah yeah and so she's thinking like they might find themselves opposed to cad if she won't mm-hmm. you know get on board um and then we switch to a min pov yep and yeah she's just- <laughs> crying and in like a whole tizzy and then we which we will find out why in a second um yeah. and another mention of freaking illuminators like yes yeah consistent because she They're thinks all over the place um she had no need of illuminators when rander and i i said i was in sight it's like robert jordan we get it mm-hmm. <laughs> did you know that illuminators are important illuminators are important, are important. important. and will be and I the word of the day why is illuminators it's illuminator <laughs> um so she like <sighs> goes in and he's destroyed everything yeah um and he's just like he's beside himself in a way yeah and so she finally he's like i'm glad you came and then we find out the news of course that herod fell is dead and she's extremely sad about it too mm-hmm. um he was literally torn apart which is horrible yeah it's terrible but he's wondering like why was he killed like what did he know that he could have told me mm-hmm. and we know that he like figured something out but we don't know what it was right yeah we we like he was researching something about breaking of the seals or not breaking the seals like the the seals on the dark ones prison for rand mm-hmm. and and then he was killed so clearly he found out something related to that but we don't know what okay there was a thing about like you know um clearing the rubble before you can build anew I think was the gist of it so there's an implication that perhaps Rand should be breaking the seals in Uh order to re-imprison the dark one successfully but that I'm like stretching a little here that wasn't spelled out necessarily so then we kind of get Min thinking about how sad she is and uh, then Rand sort of is like, oh, I I shouldn't have told you like that. And he's next to her now and he's like wiping away her tears and he's, it's so sad. He's it's like, so I'm sad. sorry, I'm not a very nice person anymore. A man is dead because of me and all I can do is worry why he was killed. And like, I, bro. Yeah. I get it. You mm-hmm. heavy is the head, right? right. Like that is yeah. like, it sucks. Right. Yep. Um, and I understand why we're getting this from men's perspective. I'm not Rand's mm-hmm. because I think we, we know the state Rand is in obviously. <laughs> and now we're going to get men sort of is like, men's going to get hers at the end of this. Yeah. Um, but so we find out why she was like freaking out Mm. and it's because her vision about Colavere came true yeah that Colavere hung herself yeah she's died by suicide it's very graphic and yep 
And Rough. she's sort of like, I thought maybe it didn't have to be because you're a Taverin, you can change the pattern, but she it didn't work. Um, and he, like, Rand hugs her and is like, if I could take your pain away, I would. It's like a very, like, sweet. It is. Sweet moment between them. Um, they're both freaking out. Like, they've both just gone through these horrible experiences, like him with Cad Swain and then finding out about um, the guy's death, whose name I've already forgotten, Master Fell. Yeah. And Min seeing Colavere die, which she had been trying to hope not hap- wouldn't mm-hmm. happen and then happen. And so mm-hmm. then, of course, what happens? Yeah, the it's like the final step in the trauma bonding, basically, yeah. is yeah. that they, yeah. yeah, they have trauma sex, which yep. is, you know, understandable, understandable. I mean, she um, finally is like, she's like, kiss me. And she's like, I'm not teasing you. Because Rand, of course, yeah. this entire time, yes. like, she's just teasing me. And then yeah. like, no, no, that's I, like, I want this. Mm-hmm. And then he tries to like stop for a second because he's confused because he's in yes. love with three women. Yep. Um, and then, yeah, trauma sex, which is mm-hmm. fade to black. Yep. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and then, and then uh, <laughs> a teeny tiny Katsuin perspective. Uh, yeah. She's like thinking about the Isle Wilders. She's thinking about like how many there are. They should be sending a river of girls to the tower. She'll have gross. to see to that. Um, and then she's like, oh, the Althor boy, I need to manipulate him in all of these different ways. And nothing could be allowed to influence or upset him in the wrong way. And she's just 100 well, percent. I may skin Alita when I lay hands on her. That fool child has made my task nearly impossible. And is the implication yeah. that she has always been the one who is going to like wrangle the dragon reborn? Oh. Is that what I am saying? supposed to i mean i don't know it's very weird because yeah and then she's like laughing and like thinking that you know this is what she was born for or whatever um and that uh, yeah althor will be a fitting end to her 270 plus years of existence yeah like any day now might be her last but young althor would be a fitting end to it all like what the hell does that mean i think it means that i don't think we're supposed to take it as she's always been supposed to do it i think she we're supposed to understand that as she has decided that like this is going to be her crowning Uh, achievement yeah 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 like she's like finally like a task worthy of me I, I will her. save the world via the dragon reborn. Oh, look, another Aes Sedai who is yep. too big for her britches. Like, yeah, oh, we get nothing. It, nothing good could come of this. Nothing is my good can come of overwhelming it. feeling about Cad Swain. Just like, how can every single Aes Sedai be more annoying than the one before her? <laughs> it's so. It's a annoying. good question. I hate and it, and yet he keeps managing it. He, he keeps, keeps managing, managing it. it. Yeah. Wow. That's He's got an endless capacity to make people annoying. That's <laughs> <laughs> my verdict on that. Uh, As a writer, it's one of his special skills. Seriously. Like, so much good, good, good plot stuff happened in this section, and we, like, really moved on a lot of different pieces and set up yeah. a lot of stuff that I'm excited to, to sort of see yes. where it goes now. Like, it, it we have three more episodes left for this book mm-hmm. um and i literally have no idea how it's gonna end like no. i genuinely could not tell you where it's going what's gonna happen with anybody no like no. 
no idea. I mean, I think they'll find the bowl, probably. Yeah, I what I I'm trying like. to figure out is, is the bowl the big finale, or is it the middle mini finale that then leads to the big finale? I feel like the bowl is the mini finale. Yeah. Because it that feels like we're leads, too, there's too yeah. much focus on it right now. I agree. It and too much too movement around it for yeah. it to be, for it to take another more than half of the book to get to the I think the bowl, bowl is the mini finale and maybe Samael is the big finale. Oh, Something maybe. Like Something with Illuminators and Samael. That feels yeah. possible. Right? That seems legit. Illuminators is just so heavy handed in this section. So, like it's gotta, so it's gotta unsubtle. come to fruition. Unsubtle. Uh, so, all right. Well, we'll see. Um, <laughs> you can keep an eye out for episodes every other Wednesday. Follow along at hashtag Best, which is mostly me complaining or being excited <laughs> about the things that I'm reading. Um, next episode, we are going to be talking about chapters 20 through 26, yes. which is a lot, but is about 100 and some pages, 120 or something like that, I think. Yeah. It's we're trying to stay consistent ish. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, and a big thank you to Brian Dunn, as always, our fellow Wheel of Time fan and a musician who created the amazing intro and outro tracks for this podcast. You can find more of his work at BrianDunnMusic.net, and that's Brian with a Y and Dunn with two N's. Um, if you're enjoying the show, please do leave a review and or rating on the podcast platform of your choice. It helps other people find the show, and we really like reading them. We really, really do. It's true. Um, all right. You can find us other places. Uh, I am on all social media uh, at Run With Skizzers, S-K-I-Z-Z-E-R-S, uh, Twitter, TikTok, Tumblr. Tumblr pretty frequently these days because there's a lot of good stuff happening over there. Yes! Um, and also I am on Basic Geek Girls. We are going to be coming back from our, hi- our hiatus to cover Picard, which is starting... Next month, I think. Nice. Yeah, I am only on Tumblr right now. Jen, <laughs> IRL, J-E-N-N-I-R-L. It's my favorite hell site. And you can also find us on Patreon, patreon.com oh, right. <laughs> slash Tarvalin or Bust. And a huge thank you to our patrons. Bruce L. Benjamin A. The Bitter Fig. Nate M. Joanna S. James C. Druidus Cleodna. Ross J. Stevani. Joseph E. Johanna R. Christina M. Lizzie R. Kate G. Erica. Kat Ariel. Holly B. Elizabeth M. Ryan M. Zach H. Eleanor. Justin H. Fred, Robin, Lisa D, Ian Z, Jordan Z, Greg G, Saga N, Josh S, Robert J, Ben P, G Todd, P Footy, Ross P, Tobin T, Megan, David N, Ariel B, Amy A, Michael, Linnea M, Lindsay W, Julie, Danielle G, Dan B, John A, Clara H, Carly, Brendan O, Mary, Akil A, Caroline P, Joe E, James K, Mathis, J 
Joseph S, Ryan M, Sarah R, Helen D, Joshua M, Michael D, M Lethem, Janae H, Jennifer P, Christina G, Chaitali S, Charlie E, Arcade, Stephen S, James, Ruth A, Jetlag Jessica, Mandarb the girl, not the horse, David U, Meridim, Mimi K, Amanda, Mark D, Heather J, Christina M, Malia H, Keith, Sirius G, Olivia K, Joshua S, Nicholas E, Michelle S, Michelle D, Destination Toast, MJ, Kat S, Jericho W, Saber Bouquet, Thomas K, Elizabeth F, Emily, Evans K, Ola J, Yulia S, Brian D. This episode is not the ending. There are neither beginnings nor endings to the Wheel of Time, but it is an ending. Bye! <laughs>